You are now listening to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into tourist traps. Think of your next destination, then having a local share of the best places to stay, eat, drink, and what to do. Time is money, and these ladies are saving you time and preventing you from looking like a tourist. Here are your hosts, Katie Hilton and Stephanie Gerard. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back or welcome to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into tourist traps. My name is Stephanie. My name is Katie. And we're your, we're your co-hosts or we're your hosts. We're your hosts. We're your hosts. Today, we are headed to Seattle, Washington. This is a highly requested episode and we can't wait to get into the episode. But first, Katie, I have to tell you about my new favorite pastime. Do you want to know okay, what it is? Is this in, in place of a fun fact? It can be unless you, ha- I mean, I have a fun fact to share, but I want to share this as well. Okay, cool. This is non-Seattle related. This is just, this is just me being me. So have you ever heard of the Instagram Demois? No. Okay. My sister told me about it and it is like a celebrity sightings Instagram where people like write in anonymously their celebrity sightings. And she's been talking about it for a while and I didn't give it like, I really don't care. Like, yes, I love celebrities, but mm, what are we going to do about it? Right. Until this weekend, I started tapping through their stories and there are so many celebrity sightings at different restaurants. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is a new way to find hot restaurants in different cities. And so then I kept tapping through and you wouldn't believe the amount of restaurants that celebrities were dining at that were recommended on the podcast. I was so impressed. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Yes. What's it called? How do you spell that? Demois. Oh, you're really going to put me on the spot like that? Well, <laughs> is, it, is it an Instagram it, account? Yes, it's only Instagram. Um, it is spelt D-E-U-X-M-O-I. But yeah, so yesterday, A-Rad Demois. was Demois. Demo? De, what did I call it? Demois. Demois. I don't know. Okay. Um, but yesterday, A-Rod was at La Esquina, which is where Michelle from Lower East Side. Oh, we got to text her. I know. A-Rod was there. And then Owen Wilson was at Tartine Bakery, which is where Anna Abbott suggested. So it was just really, it was fun to see all the celebrities listening to like a local and taking our recommendations because that's clearly I- what's happening. I love that. I didn't know that A-Rod listened to the podcast. Um, you know what I wish? <laughs> I wish he would. J-Lo listens to. Okay. They're not together. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Jane. How did, okay. That's embarrassing that you didn't, I, you forgot. I didn't know that he listened to our podcast. I didn't listen to that Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are, that's pretty spectacular. We're, we're drawing in A-listers, Katie. Wowzers. I know. Give yourself uh, a pat on the back. Just did. But moving on, I have our Seattle, Washington fun fact to share with you. Um, And yes, there are so many fun facts about Washington. But what really what really wowed me was that Macklemore filmed his thrift shop music video at Unicorn Bar in Seattle. Oh, you're not used. That was the worst face. No, don't care. um, Not a Macklemore fan. Well, you know, I guess it it would be cooler if I have been to Seattle and I've been to Unicorn Bar. Yeah. So but I've never been to Seattle and I don't know the Unicorn Bar. Okay. Well, that flopped. Um, but maybe maybe there's a listener out there that's a huge Macklemore fan, loves to yeah. thrift. I do love that song. 
$20 in my pocket. Yeah. I'm going to, we're going to pop some tags. We're going <laughs> to, cause, cause guess what? Cause we're hunting. We're looking for a come up. And what is it? This is awesome. I love how you like didn't swear. It was fucking awesome. Now I have to put explicit when I post this. <laughs> oh, okay, we'll we'll exit out. We'll exit out. No, no. Um, it's already there. You can't take it back. Communication is irreversible. Okay, enough of that. Today, we have Emma Cortez on the podcast today. She was such a fantastic and interesting guest. Prior to now, a full-time content creator and podcast host, she worked full-time in the aerospace industry for six years, has a master's degree in digital media, and worked in consumer and packaged goods. Her hard work paid off when she was able to completely focus her attention on her true passions, food, fashion, travel, photography, and sharing what she's learned along the way on her podcast, Content Creatives. And she offers some online courses on negotiating with brands and how to grow your business. She is recently married and has the prettiest dog, Boone. Definitely go check her out on social media and her blog because you honestly, I mean, you'll find so much value in her blog post. It has anything to do with where to go, what are the best coffee shops in Seattle or what to focus on if you're trying to grow an Instagram or TikTok. Her passion for Seattle really comes through as she highlights the best places to dine, drink, stay, and play during your next visit to Seattle, Washington. And while you're there, don't forget one of her favorite quotes, life is better in style. All right, everyone, we are here in Seattle, Washington with local Emma Cortez. Emma, thank you so much for joining us today. We can't wait to hear all about Seattle. Seattle, actually, we don't get a lot of engagement on our posts, but when we ask people what episode they want to see next, a lot of people have actually said Seattle. So, oh, wow. Yeah, we're excited for this one. Before we get into the local lowdown of Seattle, we'd love for you to introduce yourself and give the lowdown on who you are. Hi, thanks for having me on today's podcast episode. So my name is Emma and I am a Seattle content creator slash influencer. I took content creation full time um, last year after getting laid off um, due to the pandemic. But prior to being a full time blogger and content creator, I actually worked in the aerospace industry for six years and the CPG industry for one year. I thought I was gonna have a long career in aerospace, maybe become an aerospace executive someday, but my goals shifted when I was in grad school where I was working towards my digital media degree. So yeah, now I'm a full-time content creator. I love sharing Instagram-worthy spots, um, including my home city of Seattle. And then I also just like write Instagram guides for other cities that I've visited. Um, so if you ever hop on my page at Emma's Edition, I'm actually like going through and like talking about like unique experiences if you're heading to the city for the first time and different just Instagrammable spots by neighborhood because it seems like there's new restaurants that have emerged um, after the pandemic. And outside of work, um, oh my gosh, I recently just got married. I'm sure there's lots of pandemic brides and couples who <laughs> who can resonate, um, who's phoned my wedding from September 2020 to May 2021. Um, so it's been, it's been fun. I'm very relieved to be married. And then my husband and I have a four-year-old Norwegian elk hound, the light of my life. His name is Boone. Um, so if you follow me on Twitter, you'll just like see Boone photos. So yeah, love that on me. <laughs> so remind me how long have you lived in Seattle? Oh my gosh. So I actually moved to the greater Seattle area. We actually moved in the suburbs 30 minutes south of Seattle when I was five my family and I moved here from the Philippines. And so I grew up 
in the greater Seattle area. Um, again, I was about 30, 40 minutes south of Seattle for a long time. And then in college, I went to the University of Washington. So lived in the city. And then after college, after a year in California, I lived in the area. And now I still say I'm in Seattle, but I'm really just 20 minutes like outside the city in the suburbs. Um, I'm always, I'm like in the city like two or three times a week. And so I'm just like, I'm still here in Seattle. And I just call it that because it's not like other people from, you know, outside the country know other neighborhoods outside of it. So, so yeah, I've been here a long time. I was like doing the math. I was like 24 years is a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I've been here since I was five. Like that's crazy. So. You are the local, you are the local expert. And I want to ask about all of the different neighborhoods, but before I forget, what's the weather like? Mm-hmm. So summertime right now you guys it has been beautiful like 80 degrees no humidity not a cloud in the sky we actually had the hottest like three days in the history of like recorded temperatures which is I'm kind of like oh I don't like this it was like 114 degrees and I've never I've never even experienced like that type of heat ever in Washington and we hit 100 for three days straight and like I don't know if you guys know this about the western Washington homes um AC is not built into these homes because it's I mean it just for the last hundred years like it's Mm -hmm. we've had really mild summers and so summer's a beautiful time I think that was an anomaly everyone was very unhappy (laughs) so we're not used to that I'm not used to that um but right now it's it's beautiful outside I bet the sales of like floor fans skyrocketed. You can't, you couldn't even find a fan. Like you couldn't find an AC unit. Like I, I've just never seen that. And like my husband and I were like, yeah, like we'll install AC this year on like an off season, just cause I'm just the last five to seven years, the summers have progressively been getting hotter, (laughs) which I'm like, oh, good, but bad. So it's true (laughs) so what's the average summer temperature the past like five or seven years 75 to 85 oh wow okay it's really really mild climate on cooler days and we haven't had a cool day in a while like the mornings it'll start out maybe 55 60 degrees and then it's been really consistent like that 75 to 85 degree range it's like That's my dream. Stephanie's dream. <laughs> my dream. So you better tell- Seattle. Yes, maybe. So then tell us a little bit about like the rain. Yeah, people think Seattle's know. a very rainy city, but there's other cities in the United States that actually get more rainfall. I will say like the fall season through spring. So a good six months out of the year can be cloudy and drizzly and I think that's what gets people mm-hmm. like oh my god it's like so rainy it, it's just very we get like really dreary weather yeah. so um yeah I would say like the first half of fall beautiful it starts to cool down you really experience that crisp in the air which I like love and then we'll hit that point where it's just dreary and it'll yeah. be dreary all the way through winter, sometimes we'll get hit with snow, um, but it's a little bit rare in the city just because like we're right next to the mountain range. So the mountains always get snow. Um, and then springtime, still pretty rainy, dreary. But then now in summertime, it's like 
perfect. So Seattle summers, like everyone in Seattle is like outside biking, hiking, laying out like the first 60 degree day. I remember um, in college, girls would go out to the quad in their swimsuits. They're like, it's 60 degrees. If the sun is shining, no I'm here for my day. And I was like, no, I'm too cold. Like I'm not no, doing no. that. No, it's too cold for me. <laughs> so with you saying that, why should someone consider, I mean, I, I know that the summer months are, they sound beautiful. Why should someone consider traveling to Seattle? Katie, yeah, so you almost said moving. I did. You almost said, <laughs> Emma, every, every episode she goes, why should somebody consider moving? And then we have to go back and we have to say, no, they're not moving. They're traveling. <laughs> I'm aware. I, I, I was aware of it this time. <laughs> um, so why someone should consider visiting Seattle. So the thing with the Pacific Northwest is we experience true seasons. So if you want to experience like the flowers blooming um, and you want to come in spring, like you see the flowers, like each flower will bloom. So March daffodils start and then end of March to mid April, the cherry blossoms like blossom all over the city. And it's beautiful. Like the University of Washington quad, it's like so many people flock to that area just cause it's like cherry blossoms in this whole courtyard area. It's beautiful. And then April hits and it's, the Skagit Valley Tulip Festival. And when you, it's literally acres of tulips. Like, so it's like, I say like people, if you want to come to Seattle to experience seasons, like you can come in spring, you can come in summer. And then when fall hits, like, oh my gosh, like you experience a true fall. And I know like in some parts of the country, like you don't necessarily get to experience the leaves changing and you know, the crisp in the air and like apple picking and visiting the pumpkin patch and things like that. And so um, if someone wants to visit Seattle and like experience the seasons, I always like recommend that. Um, and then other than that, I will say it's like a way more chill city on the West Coast. We're a way smaller city than San Francisco. People say it does give that Bay Area feel, but we're much smaller than San Francisco, way smaller than LA. LA is huge. And so I will say like, it's just like a more chill city to like visit and explore and like great to visit for any season obviously you'll deal with the rain if you like come fall and spring right like that's things that you just have to factor in um so yeah hopefully those are a few good reasons why someone would consider visiting (laughs) you sold me so don't let the rain deter you don't let it deter you it's just it is dreary and if you do come fall winter spring like I always say like you just have to pack a windbreaker, you know? Um, but it's not like it's necessarily freezing, right? It's just like, it's just dreary. Yeah. Wait, one, before I move on, one thing that I heard about the rain when I was doing some research, somebody was like, never whip out an umbrella because that's like the oh. tell all sign that you're not from Seattle. Yeah. I will, yeah. I will say a lot of Seattle lights, maybe when you first move to Seattle and you're like, oh my gosh, like it's raining all the time. Um, most Seattle, it's just the windbreaker. So like, you know, so the brands Columbia, North Face, Hallie Hansen, like everyone has like a standard windbreaker. Like that's like a staple in every Seattle lights, like closet. And I tend to just like wear it just in case it does start being dreary. And I think wearing a windbreaker is just way more convenient than like carrying an umbrella. Um, so that is, yeah, I will say that I, I think that's a little bit on the true side. Um, I don't even I don't, I don't have an umbrella. I don't think I have one. I'm pretty sure I don't. 
So the um, winds aren't bad when it rains then. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. Sometimes we get a windy day, but no, it's really, it's never really that intense. We've had windstorms, but for the most part, like when it's dreary, it's just dreary. Okay. Cause I'm like, okay, I can, I can go with a rain jacket, a, a windbreaker, but if it's windy and like the wind's blowing in my face, I, I want an umbrella, but okay. That, that makes sense. It's cool. Okay. So back, back to the breakdown of the neighborhoods. Can you give us a little bit of a background and their personalities? Yeah. So like any city in the U.S., right, there's different neighborhoods to explore and I'll highlight a few of them. Capitol Hill. So if you have seen photos of Seattle with the rainbow sidewalks, colorful murals, there's no murals everywhere, but Cap Hill has a ton of that. Capitol Hill is like where you want to go for nightlife. Like if you want to go out to the bars, you want to go drinking, bar hopping, like Cap Hills where like my friends and I would go like prior to the pandemic. I mean, now people are starting to go out and, you know, go out again. But um, this is like, I would say like a very busy spot. It's literally like right next to downtown. So you could technically walk up and down from Capitol Hill to downtown if someone were to stay in downtown. And there's just a ton, again, lots of restaurants, lots of bars, plant shops, colorful shops, coffee shops, like tons to do in this area. And it's just a really vibrant area. Um, Another spot to go to if you don't feel like, you know, kind of dealing with the craziness of Capitol Hill, but you still like want to go out to great bars, Ballard, the Ballard neighborhood. It's more, oh my gosh, it's kind of like an opposite side. It's like um, Ballard's like closer to the water and like near the Magnolia neighborhood. Again, great nightlife, a little bit easier to find parking, great restaurants and just dessert spots. And then another area I wanted to call out is South Lake Union. It's actually transformed over the last seven to 10 years before it was like an industrial area and then Amazon took over and just like transformed the city. So if you want to see where the Amazon sphere is at, which is really unique area in the city, um, Amazon headquarters are in that area. And also it's like right next to Lake Union and there's a park in that area. And so, yeah, it's just like a really fun area, South Lake Union and the Lake Union area. If you ever want to take like a Kenmore air um, seaplane that's where it flies out of um it's a very unique thing to do it's kind of expensive to do it if you're but if you want to see a really unique view of the city i always recommend kenmore air and that's where it's at in that south lake union area so yeah just three neighborhoods cap hill ballard south lake union there's more obviously but yeah do you want me to go into more is is that good that's that's (laughs) i think that's good and it's a good segue because i'm interested for where we're going to stay where you'd recommend to stay and if you recommend specific hotels or like airbnbs in capitol hill area so if you could just talk a little bit about that yeah so in seattle if you want to stay at a hotel there are great hotels but it's more it's in that downtown seattle area like most there's a few hotels outside like in Queen Anne and um, in the U district, but the really nice hotels are in like downtown Seattle. Um, I've heard just like a few, it's just come up in the last few days, people are like, well, I've heard like downtown Seattle sketchy, like, isn't that sketchy? And I'm just like, it's a major city. And so I think like there's parts of any downtown area that has areas that you just need to be mindful of. 
if you want to be close to like the Pike Place Market area, I actually just recommend staying in downtown. People always make the mistake of like trying to drive through Pike Place. And I'm like, it's a bad idea. Don't, don't drive through Pike Place. Just <laughs> okay. park your car in a parking garage. Or if you're at a hotel, then you can just like walk down to that area and you get to experience all that. So if you want to experience like that part of Seattle, I always recommend just staying in downtown. Um, I'm trying to think like great hotels. Um, Hotel Theodore is really good. The Fairmont um, Olympic just did a huge renovation and that hotel is also really great. Airbnb wise, I think one unique one, I don't know, if, I've never done it, but if I could do it, if I could recommend a really unique Airbnb experience would be to stay on a houseboat because oh. like unions right there I'm pretty sure I think there's uh, no I don't think that's true the um one of sleepless in Seattle that houseboat is still on the lake I think there's some tour you can take where you can see that but um there are unique Airbnb experiences to stay on a houseboat so if someone's really looking for something unique I highly recommend that but other than that there are just great Airbnbs in Capitol Hill in Fremont um again in the Ballard area and also South Lake Union Okay. I also saw on Airbnb, there's this thing. Have you heard of Tracy's tree house? There's a lot of tree houses. Yeah. This is it in, in yeah, the city? Yeah. Uh, I don't know where exactly it is, but Emma, you need to look it up and you need to stay there and you need to let us know how it is because it looks so cool. Yeah. That's also a really, I'll have to look at that one specifically. If anyone watches tree house masters, the guy oh. who founded that, sh- who's, like the star of the show and founded that company um, is in Falls City. So 45 hour outside of Seattle. And like, if you haven't seen those tree houses, beautiful, they're booked out for like ever just Mm because it's like, yeah, such a cool experience and they do weddings, um, just different things like that. And so, yeah, if you want to stay at a tree house, like there's some great ones just like outside the city. That's so cool. Maybe like stay at a treehouse one night and then a houseboat the next. We love that. Yes. Cool. Are they mainly towards the the mountains? Um, Yeah. And how far away if you you wanted to do that? I'm trying to like, I'll have to like see how far away. It's quite a bit north. I would say like, if you wanted to do that, then like, I'm assuming people who want to have that experience probably also want to like experience hiking in the mountains like doing the trails it is outside of the city um the mountains aren't super far I mean it really just it's like 30 to 45 to an hour depending on how deep you go into the mountains um so my recommendation is because a lot of people who come into Seattle also want to do the national parks just route it like look to see how far that is because some people ask like oh do I need a rental car I'm like if you're going to visit a national park you do Mm -hmm. but if you're just planning to like walk around the city then like you don't um so just like think about like what type of experience you want to have in in the greater Seattle area in the Pacific Northwest cool cool all right well now that we have a pillow for our heads let's move on to our favorite segment where to eat so Emma what are your top two to three restaurants in town All right. So for brunch, I'm really big on brunch. Mm -hmm. If brunching were a sport, I think I would be a professional athlete. (laughs) Okay. So, um, so one of our, my go-to spots is Portage Bay and there's lots of locations in the city. They only had like one for a long time in the university district and they've expanded. 
So Portage Bay, there's one in South Lake Union. There's one in the Roosevelt and Green Lake neighborhood. Um, this is the neighborhood I lived in for years. And my husband, my boyfriend at the time, he literally had this restaurant at the bottom of his um, apartment unit. And we would like roll out of bed and like go take the elevator down, go to brunch. And I loved it. So Portage Bay is really unique because there's like a breakfast bar. So you could order pancakes and waffles and then you go up to this breakfast bar and you could put your favorite you know, berries and honey and whipped cream and like as much as you want, like on that. And so I feel like that's like always like a fun way, especially for like families and kids to like build their own breakfast. So Portage Bay for brunch is really good. Happy hour and dinner. I recommend Babar. Um, this place is, it's, it's so good. And there's also three locations, U District, South Lake Union and Capitol Hill great Asian food. And if you're there for happy hour, I always recommend the chicken wings and a slushy cocktail. I like went two weeks ago and my friend was like, let's get the slushy cocktail. I was like, wait, what? I was like, it was pretty good. So <laughs> recommend that. Is it flavored Is, or are there multiple or they're just one you just know to get the slushy cocktail? I think they, how did they do it? Sometimes they change up the flavors depending on the location. And then you can just like ask like what the flavor is. I can't remember what we got. I just drank it. It was good. <laughs> um, and, and then I think the last place I wanted to recommend for any anyone out there who loves poke. So poke bowls, the raw fish over rice. I know this sounds really funny. My favorite poke bowl spot is on 45th so 45th stop and shop and it's a convenience store so people are always confused like why does this convenience store like have this line out and it's you literally can go in there and like it's a convenience store poke shop and my, it's my favorite poke spot so it's you can't really dine in it's pretty small they do have some seating if you wanted to eat there but um if you want to try a great poke bowl go to 45th stop and shop grab a poke bowl um they do tuna, they do salmon. Sometimes they have sushi burritos and then take that and just take it to go and go to Gasworks Park because it's got a great view of the city. It's in that Fremont area, like less than 10 minutes from where that Pokeball, Poke stop is. My friends and I would just like pick up Pokeballs and like sit at Gasworks and like eat our Pokeballs. It's awesome. Oh, Love it. That. So yeah. Generally speaking, like anywhere in Seattle, should we get reservations? So right now, well, I, not that we're at a hundred percent, I think it's okay. Um, the city opened up um, June 30th, hundred percent. And it was crazy when they were like doing 50%, 75%. It was so reservations were booked out everywhere. So yeah. I just recommend if there is a specific spot you want to go to, um, like for example, drinks on the deck at the Space Needle, super unique experience, you have drinks, the top of the Space Needle, that's like reservation required. But if you're going to a bar bar or a Portage Bay, reservations aren't necessarily required. I mean, it's always better if you can to just like call ahead and like put your name on the list. I think it just guarantees your spot. Um, but yeah, I think it just, it just depends on each restaurant. I feel like Seattle also has a really good like Yelp culture like people love to review and stuff and so if you aren't sure just like hop on Yelp and like see what people are saying that's what I do to even as a local just to check yeah wait on that note do you do you guys give Yelp reviews 
I do. If I'm do? very, if I'm, if I really like a spot, but my, the way I review, I honestly just talk about it on my blog and Instagram. Yeah. So I guess like I, I do, I, I, I do Yelp reviews like once in a blue moon, but for the most part, yeah, I would say my reviewing is like on my social media. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that is kind of city specific. I've noticed like larger cities do it like a lot from New York or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But like Recently, Raleigh, I don't think has a big Yelp yeah. presence. Oh, that's maybe. interesting. Yeah. It, it is. It, I think it does depend. We went to Japan 2019. Oh. No, it is not a review based culture. I was so confused because I was yeah. pulling Yelp up and I was like, where do I eat? Yeah. <laughs> it's not you literally we were guessing I mean all the food we ate was amazing so yeah. like I don't know what I was thinking like we're in Japan of course the noodles yeah, and the sushi are, it's gonna be incredible but I was like really confused no reviews no one used it but it's like I think more of like a cultural yeah thing by city so yeah interesting so I'm interested to see where we're going to get drinks. So I know that you mentioned the happy hour place for the slushies, but what is this? Am I Alexis from Schitt's Creek? Mm. Oh my gosh. I, I never it. do I that. <laughs> I, Katie, I was just thinking, I was like, oh, is this a new thing? I love <laughs> okay. it. I love it. Um, um, yeah. So top two to three places of where to grab a drink. Um, you mentioned the space needle my first question is that touristy is that a tourist trap yeah so a lot of I know people are like that's probably like the main touristy attraction mm -hmm. but they've done such a great job renovating it the space needle did like a huge renovation when was that just a few years ago and there's a section it gets a little if you're afraid of heights I don't recommend like going to the section it's like a clear glass and you can look straight down I know oh your eyes just got something uh, um, no. um, I still think it's a great spot in the city just to visit. I mean, it was built there, you know, for the World's Fair and it's remained there. Um, and they've offered drinks on the deck, which is really new. I don't know if they'll continue it through fall, but um, it's very expensive. I will say like it was me, we booked it for Valentine's Day. So like uh -huh. it was me and my husband's like first date night in over a year. So it's like, let's just go all out. And so um, we did that at the Space Needle. Mm -hmm. Other spots to drink, um, Olympic Bar in Fairmont, Seattle. The Fairmont, again, just did this huge renovation. Um, my friend Maddie and I just partnered with them for like a local stay and we got to do the drinks. I recommend trying the Seattle Light cocktail and it's honey vodka, Amaro and espresso. So okay. if you like... It's just unique, you know. I'm like, yeah. oh, I've never like, I didn't, I haven't even tried like an a espresso. Drink. No, yeah. very unique. Um, and then if you have a rental car, even for a day, I actually recommend venturing outside of Seattle to Woodenville. It's the wine country area, thirty to forty minutes depending on traffic. And I recommend so the big one everyone goes to for like wine tasting is Chateau Saint Michel. It's huge. It's very busy. It's beautiful. But if you're looking to avoid the crowds and you want a more chill experience, I mean, that area is just so busy on the weekends anyways, I recommend Chateau Lil. Um, $30 a person for like two hours. I actually did my wedding photos here um, earlier this spring. And then for my entire family, I booked wine tasting after the wedding. It was, was so fun. Was, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> um, so I got married, Willow's Lodge, beautiful lodge for anyone who wants to like do a staycation or just stay in that wine area. And five minutes from that is Chateau Lil. And so I kind of had, I, I, my main venue was in Willow's Lodge, but we did first look photos, um, family portraits, and then we did wine tasting after the wedding at Chateau Lil. And I've been at both Chateau St. Michel and Chateau Lil. Chateau Lil is just like way more chill and like the wine's still great. And so, um, yeah, if you're looking to venture outside of Seattle, look at Woodenville, but you will need a rental car. It's not like you can't, I mean, you could Uber there, but it might be a little expensive. So <laughs> I know this is not like alcoholic, but I heard that the first Starbucks is in Seattle. Would you recommend someone going to that? Or is that definitely like, hello, I'm a tourist. So that area in Pike Place Market, especially in the summertime is super busy. It's okay. so busy. I, okay. So I think it's just cause I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Like we don't, I obviously like love Starbucks and Seattle is a huge coffee city. If you're a big fan of coffee and you love Starbucks, I mean, try, just look at the yeah. line. There's usually a line, but you can still experience like unique Starbucks culture. There's actually the Starbucks Roastery and Reserve, the first roastery and reserve to open nationwide in Capitol Hill. And it's like a premium like Starbucks experience. I think coffee, the prices are like double what they normally are, but like, it's really cool inside. You get to see like the beans being roasted. Um, I was really excited when the roastery opened, but if you're a big fan of Starbucks and you want to see the original one, you're going to have to stand in line if you're coming in the summertime. And it's still cool. I mean, it, it's just like a really busy part of Pike Place Market. Yeah. Um, also, it's like all coming to me now. So is that why is Pike pa Place the name of the roast for that reason? Like, you know, the Starbucks Pike Place? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, I'm pretty sure that's what they just named it after. Wow. That's fun. I've never connected that. <laughs> I, just, I just connected the dots. Just connected them. That's so cool. Cool. Well, now that we are full from all the food, we're a little tipsy. Let's talk about things to do. So what are some activities you'd suggest? Well, that, see, that wasn't English. You'd suggest someone to do while they're in town. Um, so just for like a few, if you really want to see like unique Seattle spots that you can't see anywhere else, mm -hmm. I recommend visiting the Fremont Troll just for a photo. It's in the Fremont neighborhood underneath the Aurora Bridge, giant cement stone troll with like, and it's carved in like it's holding um, a, a Volkswagen bug. It's a very popular spot for photos. I still take photos there. I think it's like such a, I can't remember what movie it was in, but um, that's really unique just to see and it's free. Um, if you're looking to like see the city in a more unique way and you're looking to like see the Puget Sound, I'd say it's worth it to splurge on a Kenmore Air seaplane ride. Um, probably one of the most unique experiences because you land in Lake Union and you take off in Lake Union. And that was like my first time on a seaplane. And it's just like a trip, you know, and you get to see like the greater Seattle area. Mm -hmm. Other things to do. Um, so Seattle has one of the largest like ferry systems in the world because it's in the Puget Sound. There's lots of surrounding islands that people live on. Um, take the Bainbridge Island a downtown ferry. So from downtown, you could walk to the ferry terminal and do a day trip. So it's like a 20 minute, you could do a walk on, on Bainbridge, on the Bainbridge ferry. Off the ferry, you just like walk up and down that main strip 
um, on Bainbridge Island. And again, it's like great food, you know, coffee shops, local shops, things like that. But if you've never been on a ferry before, I always recommend people do that. I love ferry rides. I think like they're so much fun. Um, And I realized like, as I got older and I traveled up to other cities, I was like, oh, like people don't have like ferry systems like this. Yeah. Related to that. One of my former bosses, she's like the coolest person I've ever met. She lives in Seattle and she, um, she used to work out of Raleigh, but now she works out of Seattle. And some days prior to the pandemic, she would go into work on, she would take her water, the water taxi. Yes. You can do that. Oh, casually just going on the water taxi to work. Yeah. Um, West Seattle has, is another great area. We, there's used to be the West Seattle bridge. It is like shut down permanently. So I don't know like when this bridge is going to get repaired. I'm, it's kind of a nightmare to get like in and out of West Seattle. It takes like a whole hour. Um, but for people who are, I'm assuming like as workplaces have opened up, Mm -hmm. you can take the water taxi from downtown Seattle to West Seattle. That's also just like a fun, unique experience, um, that you'd get to, you know, see in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to derail. Um, Oh, no, it's good. (laughs) What are some other activities that you suggest somebody to do? Um, so if you're in downtown Seattle, you're probably walking through Pike place market, just take your time through the market, buy yourself a $10 bouquet. They're beautiful, beautiful, fresh flowers. Every time I'm in the market, I always buy flowers and they just like make my day. Um, and just like take your time, wander through that. There's more than just like the street level. That market goes all the way down. There's like multiple levels, multiple stores. And so I always just recommend people actually just take their time the market it's been there for a very long time with the cobblestones and you get to see the people throw the fish it's awesome um i read that it's the oldest continuously operated farmer's market in the u.s it's one of them because it opened in like 1903 or something yeah Mm -hmm. that's true so um, i love the cobblestone and the history behind that and then like the gum wall i know that's very touristy you can stick your gum i don't like to have touch you, it. Have you stuck any gun? <laughs> I have, but I'm oh, like, cute. like touching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They um they cleaned it once a few years ago and Pike Place Market smelled like bubble gum for weeks. Oh my gosh, that's funny. They were like, let's clean it, like let's make sure like the structure is fine. And then they cleaned it off and then it was good to go. And then everyone stuck their gum back on. So um I still think like, I know it's very touristy, but like, it's like, so you like, when do you see a gum wall? Yeah. Like how can you not go and just check it out? Take a pic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It reminds me, uh sorry. It reminds me of like the, the, the locks in Paris. Oh yeah. Kind of like you just do it if you're visiting. I mean, I've never been, but, um, it just seems like, Oh, take a lock. It's cute. It's something that you did and it's unique. Agreed. Yes. Yes, definitely. And then I think other than that, I know this is like very random, but for any plant lovers out there, if you love wandering through plant shops, Seattle has really great plant shops. I will say like, it's like so hip to have like plants and coffee. You know what I'm saying? Like, so um, a few, few plant shops to check out. Glass Queen Greenhouse is in Capitol Hill. It's beautiful. I mean, even just to like walk through and just like experience it. Um, I 
oh my gosh, I really like that spot. The plant shop is also in Capitol Hill. They do not allow DSLRs in there. Um, the owner allowed me to take photos one time and I don't know, she was the girl working the front. She's like, yeah, my owner never lets people take photos in here. But like, cause I, I asked, I was like, is it okay? Like if I take a few photos, um, but it's like that Instagram worthy. It's worthy. beautiful. And she has two, two plant shops, the plant shop, there's one in Capitol Hill. And then there's one, I think in, oh my gosh, central district, I think. And then the last spot I want to recommend is the sun shop in Fremont and they have this yellow bug. And when they have the hood open, it's filled with succulents. It's really cute. I know I was like, I need this like in my house. (laughs) So yeah, great plant shops um, in the city. Katie would definitely be hitting those up. I would be, I would be hesitant to hit it up because I'd have to fly home and I'd, it would be like, what are you doing lady? You can't take seven huge plants home. And I'd be like, no, no, I am. No, but I am. Let's just (laughs) make it happen. (laughs) Um, can you tell us a little bit about the Amazon stores? Because I'm so jealous. I saw them online, like how you can just, you take your things, you scan them and you walk out. So, yeah, I think like, it's funny. Like I just take so many things like for granted about (laughs) Amazon. So like, okay, so there's, oh my gosh, I think Amazon go, um, you can find those. I think there's one, there's one in downtown Seattle, there's one in Ballard. I think it's like a grocery store format and you just like grab it and go. Like they're just so Amazing. efficient. Um, you have to scan your stuff or how does that work? Like, I haven't that? been I, in one. I need to like go in. I see I, them. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I think you scan it on your phone and then like you're then, good. Like, you your go. cart or whatever. It has like a weight to it. I honestly, I. I will let you guys know. I'll have (laughs) to like do a whole stories, but it's interesting because there's um, also with Amazon. So I know this is funny because Amazon started out as a bookstore. There's an Amazon bookstore, like top books sold in Amazon inside University Village. I'm sure they have more of these around the country, but it was like such a big deal when they opened their first physical store because they started selling books on, you know what I mean? It's just like a funny. Yeah, that is. I also, cool. I also heard that they have like an Amazon four star score store. So like anything above four stars. They is do. The store. There's so one. Funny. I wonder if there's another one. There's one in South center, um, the mall South of Seattle. So it's probably like 25 minutes South of the city, 20 minutes, depending on traffic. And yeah, that's, that's where one of the four star stores you just go in and you just see like the top things. And like with yeah. the bookstore, it's like the top books. So it's like kind of an interesting Mm-hmm. experience so yeah, definitely so yeah is the is four star cool. place is it just a huge like huge I mean I know obviously it's not gonna have everything but like is it just a huge department store with like a ton of levels like an Ikea or something you know they probably could open something like that and I bet probably. it would do really well yeah. um the one in the mall it's a big store inside the mall but it's not like massive it's yeah. literally inside the mall so gotcha. yeah um, switching gears before I move on to rapid fire. So Seattle has like these beautiful mountains, amazing waterfronts. What are your favorite or like, are, is there a hiking trail or a beachfront that you suggest? Yeah. Seattle has beautiful, beautiful mountains. So if anyone mm-hmm. is super outdoorsy, um, so hiking wise, I've always really liked North Cascades 
is it state park or national park? I always mix, mix it up. The North Cascades area, great hiking trails. You can do, I, when I was hiking a ton prior to the pandemic, um, there's, I'm, I'm, I'm like blanking on the actual trail names, but there's like a lot of like glacier, glacial lakes that you can hike to. And they range from like four miles to eight miles. North Cascades is like where I like to go. Um, if you're looking to just like experience the mountains and you don't want to do a ton of hiking, but you like want to experience the snow, maybe you want to play in it. I recommend um, just going into Snoqualmie Pass and doing one of the snow, snow parks. Hayek Snow Park is one of them. Um, we were actually shooting like winter content and we were like, okay, we don't necessarily like want to hike in all our stuff. And we literally just like went to the snow park and then obviously it's like a beautiful backdrop because it's snowy and there's, mm -hmm. you know, people are building snowmen and people are snowshoeing and things like that. Um, so that's like, like a travel hack I have. I'm like, if, you're, if you just want to see the snow and you want to see the mountains, but you don't actually want to hike, just go to one of the snow parks. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just do that. Um, is there snow year round? And I say that, I know that's a crazy question, but I, I know I say that like, I've had friends who have like gone and skied on the West coast in like June. So that's why I'm asking. Is, so is there snow all the time? Yeah. So right now, like Mount Rainier national park, um, the snow levels obviously much higher, right? Like it's because it's been so warm, like down on like the ground, you know, level, like it's fun. But as you climb, Mount Rainier is still packed with snow. It's actually like lost quite a bit of snow since we had like that hundred degree day, but yeah. the, the major mountains still have snow on top. So St. Helens, Adams, Baker, Mount Rainier, they still have snow. And my PSA, my friend, I'm a big animal person. And my friend just like reposted something from Yosemite National Park follow the speed limits because there are so many bears and it's heartbreaking. Like I saw this post that she shared and it was so sad. So my PSA is to drive slow through these national and state parks. And they're so beautiful. You're going to want to take in the scenery. Like, yeah, I literally grew up here and like we, we drove through the national park Memorial, well not wait, Memorial day weekend. Um, and it was just like, I was like, oh my God, like roll the windows down, just like enjoying the snow mm -hmm. and just like hang out. It's beautiful just to even go through that. And I guess like if you, I know this is like really unique to the Pacific Northwest, right? If you want to see evergreen trees and snow-capped mountains, like you can't go other places, but like if you want to see it like seasonally, like I always say like come to the Pacific Northwest, like you will go, if you go deep into there, I always say it's like twilight vibes. Like whoever watches twilight, I'm like, where's Jacob? Cause he's probably around here. <laughs> Just I was a huge twilight fan. <laughs> Me too. Were you team Edward or team Jacob? Um, Edward. Edward. <laughs> oh, okay. I, um, didn't really watch them and I based it solely off of look. So I was team Jacob. Cause wait, I mean, that was, that cutie. one's Taylor, Taylor Lawner. Taylor right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So cute. Okay. Two really quick questions before, um, the museum of pop culture. Mm -hmm. Do you recommend that? It is really cool. I actually, I, um, so senior class president, I was like, this is where we're having prom. Uh -huh. I was like, this is it. And they had like the Michael Jackson exhibit at the time. Um, it's a really cool, like family activity. If you're looking for something to do in the city. And I think what's cool in the Seattle 
I think it's called Seattle Center, the Seattle Center area, you could do that museum. You could see the Space Needle. You could see the Truhuli Glass Museum. You could do that all in one day and just stay in that area. Gotcha. Okay. So you recommend like that would be a good experience for like mm-hmm. Stephanie and I to, to like go do. You wouldn't say don't go to the Space Needle. It's worth if you've never been. Yeah, I still think maybe like you can like, I don't know. I know it's like very touristy, but I really liked it. And I thought it was like such a cool experience. And they have rotating um, exhibits. I think they had like a Jimi Hendrix exhibit for a while. And then the Michael Jackson one, I remember um, my senior year. Um, If it just depends if you kind of like that. I know the Seattle Art Museum is also like a really big spot to go to and and experience. And they have... um, also like rotating exhibits that come in and out of the city. Um, yeah, I, I would still recommend it, especially for families, I would say. I wish that you were my cl- student cl- like <laughs> class president, not that there was anything cool like that and where I grew up, but you could have found somewhere that was neat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then one other thing that I saw was beneath the streets underground history tour. Yeah. And it has to do with like the pioneers and like the gold rush. So I just wanted to add, like touch quickly on that. If you wanted to, we have, we don't have to include this, but, um, if you had anything, yeah, I've never done it. So Seattle, I feel like every major city at some point, Chicago, San Francisco, there's a great fire and then they build on top of it. And then yeah. they go from there. I've never done the underground tour. My husband has done it and he said it was pretty spooky. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if I'd, rec- I, I need to try it. And then I can give my two cents on it. That is a hot thing. And I do see tourists in the city, like when I'm hanging out mm-hmm. in Pioneer Square doing it. Um, maybe just once, like maybe if you're really into the history, I would recommend it. But if not, then I would probably just pass. Cool. Okay. All right. We'll move into the, um, rapid fire round. <laughs> I did not freeze. I just forgot. I just lost my train of thought. It's rapid fire round. What is the most Instagrammable spot? You guys, there's so many spots in Seattle. <laughs> so I don't know if I can tell you the most Instagrammable spot I but I can recommend maybe just like a few spots okay vegan ice cream it's a very cute shop Frankie and Joe's two locations Ballard and University District if you want to try vegan ice cream their shops are so cute I've taken photos inside um that's really Instagrammable very unique and I'm pretty sure they're only in Seattle um, another Instagrammable spot I just went to De Fioria Asian fusion spot in Capitol Hill. Um, I tried the lychee cocktail. It's really good. I've never had a oh. lychee cocktail. It's really good. Um, but if you guys want to see more Instagrammable spots, I've like written blog posts, like by neighborhood because there's cute spots. You just kind of have to like, you know, do the research cause you just have to go into the store sometimes and see it. There's lots of Instagram spots. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to say if like, just go to her blog. Cause I saw so many posts about or Insta feed, just to see where you Instagram. What is your favorite pizza spot? So there's lots of great pizza spots in Seattle, but if you want like a unique experience, I actually recommend going to Wilmot's ghost. It's inside the Amazon spheres. You can oh. only get inside the Amazon spheres. If you have an Amazon employee friend, 
who like has a pass and then you can actually see like all the plants and like it's crazy like what's inside but if you don't have a friend at Amazon but you still want to like go inside the spheres go to Wilmot's Ghost I've eaten the pizza there it's really good and it's really cute inside too their bathroom is pink if you want to see a pink bath I don't know if that's probably on people's priority list but um pink bathrooms is definitely (laughs) bathrooms and pizza love it yes so wait sorry pause what what are the amazon spheres are they part of like the office park amazon Mm -hmm. okay so amazon am i an idiot no 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 no. it's it's new (laughs) amazon's like literally so crazy they literally like okay so um if you ever pull up the map amazon spheres it's like literally it's a greenhouse. They flew plants all over the world, all over the world. There's, they have like bonsai displays. There's um, teams of arborists who just work for Amazon tending the greenhouse. It's an event space. It's a meeting space. There is a general porpoise donuts. It's so cute. It's inside there just for Amazon employees. It's like a really unique insider spot in Seattle. And you can, again, you can only get in if you have like an Amazon friend to like badge you in and like get you a pass. Yeah, because people are like, how do I get in here? And I'm like, just eat at Wilmot's Ghost. Then you're like inside. so cool. So if you eat at Wilmot, then Uh, you can like, you're like, oh, I'm in. I can go look at all, like everything mm -hmm. in this year. Just the restaurant. Just the restaurant. Yeah. It looks really awesome. It's beautiful. my friend did events for Amazon. She, and she did events specifically for the spheres. So that's like how I, that's a good end to have. I know that's like the only reason I've like yeah. run around. It's huge on the inside. So my uncle worked at the, at the construction company who built the spheres. And he was like telling me when they brought in this giant tree, I can't even remember. It's like a very rare tree that's like in the middle. And um, Jeff Bezos has, I think stepped down as CEO, but his office was on the sixth floor overlooking the spheres. Oh my so gosh, that's so cool. So I don't know if people like knew that, but like it's yeah. just like a very unique thing Amazon has like done in South Lake Union. Yeah. Here was my thought process on how to get in. So the weeks coming up to my trip to Seattle, I'll go on Hinge and then just swipe yes. left oh. until I find an Amazon employee. And then once I find an Amazon employee, I'll connect with him and he'll get me in. That's yes. so smart. That's the Do game it. Plan. Love it. Do it. Uh, okay. Back to. Sorry. Back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your favorite Seattle event? Um, okay. So I actually did not grow up playing soccer, but Seattle's a really big soccer city. Sounders games. Super fun. The fans are like awesome. They do this whole rally, like, and you walk to the stadium through Pioneer Square. And it's just like such a great environment. Even if you're not a soccer fan, I will say it's just like such a fun experience to have. Like, again, I didn't grow up playing soccer, but like, I love Sounders games. It's yeah. it's so fun. So you would say a soccer game over a baseball game? Um, so my husband will probably like fight me for like saying that. <laughs> He's a huge Mariners fan. No, like, I mean, Mariners games are also 
fun. I think I just like like Sounders games like a little bit more just because I it's I feel like I understand soccer a little bit better mm-hmm. versus like baseball. I'm literally like what like yeah what happened like what's <laughs> happened and so <laughs> yeah um Mariners games are still are still fun as well but and if you can get Seahawks tickets obviously I would recommend Seahawks game but it's like yeah. so hard to get tickets yeah. so that's I why bet. I say Sounders. What's your favorite coffee shop? So Seattle has so many great coffee shops. I'll just recommend the Starbucks Reserve in Capitol Hill. And I'll also recommend Mr. West Cafe and Bar in the U District or in downtown Seattle for coffee and brunch. Um, Just really cute, great coffee, great bites to eat. Um, And I know people, if you're listening in Seattle, you're you're probably going to be like, why don't you mention this or that? There's literally so many great coffee spots in the city that are not Starbucks. Um, So I actually have a, I think I have a blog post on like where to go for coffee. Um, I would just recommend searching Seattle coffee in my blog so you can see like a full list, but those are just two I recommend. What's your favorite place to grab wine and cheese? So my friend recommended this. Um, if you're looking for like wine tasting, wine and cheese in the city, Locust Wines in Pioneer Square. I haven't been to this per se. Um, and if you're looking for wine and cheese, I'd actually just recommend going out to Woodinville where wine country is at. But if you're looking for a spot in the city, my friend recommends Locust Wines. Okay. If it's not good, you're not to blame. I'm just like, oh, I wish I had tried. This is like the only thing on the list I haven't tried. <laughs> Appreciate the recommendation though. So in case they don't have enough time to go to the, the winery, the best season to visit, would you say summer? So if you want great weather, visit in summer. If you want to experience a true fall, visit in fall. October, I'm not kidding you guys. It's like you, and I'm sure you guys experience this in the East Coast. The weather just shifts. And it's like the air feels crisp and, you know, you just like see like the leaves changing and it's beautiful, like golden leaves, changing leaves all over like Western Washington. Um, it's just like a really beautiful time in the city. And I think it's like underrated. I know a lot of people come in this the summer, but I'm like, if you want to experience a fall, like I know you, New England falls are beautiful, but so are Northwest falls. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. About yeah. the leaves changing and stuff on the on Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really pretty. What is your favorite rooftop bar? Um, I recommend the Nest in Seattle. Um, it's at the top of the Thompson Hotel near Pike Place Market, and I think it's really more, like I can't remember. I'm sure the drinks were fine, but it's really just like the experience. Like you're on a rooftop bar overlooking the Puget Sound near Pike Place Market. So maybe after you do your pe- your, you know, day in Pike Place and you want to finish it off with drinks, just go to the Nest. It's a really nice hotel. Um, and again, like this is like a real like rooftop situation. So good views really quick. This wasn't on the list, but are there any places in Pike's market where you're, you're like, you have to go there like a cool, like gift store or anything? Do you, do you have any I do. I can't remember the name. My, one of my friends, her and her husband just got infinity bracelets and they weld like the gold bracelets onto your, so I want one so bad. And I, and there's a woman in Pike Place, she's in Pike Place. I don't remember what the business name is, but it's just her in the shop. 
And she literally will, you'll pick out whatever chain you want and she'll like love it for you. And she has other jewelry. She's a jeweler in Pike Place. And yeah, my friend just did it for her birthday. And I was like, I want one. And so um, I think that's really cool. Is it silver and salt? It might be. I I literally can't remember the name, but if she welds, um, I think it's her. Okay. Okay. Silver and salt. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is her. Place. Okay. What is your favorite place to grab some sweets, some dessert? Dessert? So, dessert. <laughs> so if you're in downtown and you're at Pike Place Market, Eleanor's Greek yogurt. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are like not crazy about Greek yogurt. It's like a homemade recipe and it is so good, you guys. I always get Eleanor's. <laughs> It'll be, no matter what the season is, if I'm in the market, I'm getting a yogurt. Marion Berry's delicious. They also have really unique seasonal flavors. Um, and just like it changes by season, but Marion Berry is always my go-to. It's really rich. So it, you don't need to like buy the giant tub. Like even if you just get like a walk around just to taste. Um, and again, that's like a regional thing. I think you can buy Elenos. They're in stores on the Pacific Northwest and a few on the West Coast in California. But for the most part, like you can only get that in Seattle. And the market one is so good. Um, Mm. If you're not a Greek yogurt fan, I always recommend Molly Moon's ice cream. Also very specific to Western Washington. Her original location is in Wallingford, but they have um, Molly Moon's ice creams in University Village, in Redmond. Um, Great ice cream flavors. My favorite is chocolate and strawberry but they have other flavors like earl gray and they also have seasonal flavors there's a place in raleigh that has this that they do seasonal flavors, flavors. and there's an earl gray lemon cookie oh. for july and it is so good it's so good yeah it's so delicious i would totally try it you need to come to raleigh and we'll take <laughs> you yes, yes. Mm-hmm. uh favorite local business Oh my gosh, you guys, I like can't even pick one. If you go to Pike Place Market, they're like all local businesses. So I just like recommend, I know like, this is not like a Pike Place Market ad. I'm just saying there's just a lot of businesses. (laughs) Not sponsored Um, by Pike Place. Not sponsored. Um, If you also want to experience local businesses, I just recommend if your trip is on, actually there's farmer's markets that happen like all the time. You just have to check by neighborhood head to just one of the local farmers markets. Like you get great food, you'll see like local businesses. Um, And I know at least like in Seattle, like farmers markets are like pretty hip and trendy. Like Mm -hmm. some of them, like the Queen Anne one is super busy. Um, But I recommend like South Lake Union, South Lake Union. I think there's our Saturdays and then the Fremont market is on Sundays. Um, But by neighborhood, every neighborhood has has a farmer's market and so I think there's like a Seattle farmer's market schedule and then it literally like one neighborhood's Monday another neighborhood's Tuesday another neighborhood's Wednesday so no matter like where when you're visiting in the summertime hopefully you could hit up a farmer's market I have a a surprise that I threw in there because after doing some research I saw that chicken teriyaki is like it's like Chicago has their hot dogs and their pizza. New York has pizza. Um, I saw that teriyaki, ch- chicken teriyaki is yeah, the thing. It's like a staple. I don't even, yeah. honestly, you guys, I know like this is like so funny. It's like the Asian being, there's great Asian food. We're on the West Coast. So great Asian food and like teriyaki spots 
pad thai spots, fuss spots, pokeball spots. Like you really like can't go wrong and just where you're, whatever neighborhood you're at, just type it in. And I'm, again, I think the Yelp seems pretty good in Seattle. You'll like find a good one. I don't have a good one. Like my teriyaki spots, like 10 minutes down the street, they don't even have a website, but like they've been in business for 15 years just because people continue to like Wait, go. Wait, do you know and... the name? What's it called? I can't, I can't, I don't think it is. Isn't that just, ridiculous? Yeah. I just no. like drive next to my Safeway yeah. and I'm like, all yeah. right, here's my teriyaki Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did read that like you can't you can't pick a bad place. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I will so say that. Good. Mm-hmm. And then I, I saw this New York Times article where they were interviewing business owners and this one woman who owns I can get back to you if if you'd like to know, but she said, This is Seattle food. This is what we eat here. Seattle people eat teriyaki. <laughs> <laughs> who knew? That's so That's interesting. So- Wait, I guess like I I get I forget, right? Like I, again, I grew up on the West coast. So like, and I know it's different even in Eastern Washington, like in the Eastern part of the state, it's completely different culture, completely different, like cuisine, but like in Western Washington, like eating pho, eating banh mi, eating teriyaki, Mm -hmm. like it's just like, I think I have teriyaki. I would have teriyaki like once a week. You know what I mean? It's just like, I eat a banh mi once a week for sure. Like I love banh mi's. Vietnamese spot. I'm sorry, this was not on the list. No, go for it. Want to go to a Vietnamese spot? Oh my gosh, there's like so many good ones. Monsoon in Capitol Hill is really good. Oh my gosh, my friend's family has a Vietnamese restaurant in North Seattle. So it's not in like the downtown area. You're going to have to drive north up in Greenwood, but it's literally his family. Like I've visited there and it's his parents cooking. So it's like authentic mm-hmm. food. Bontown, B-A-N-H, and then town, T-O-W-N. I recommend, obviously, the pho and the bun is really good. Quail egg poppers. I haven't seen oh, quail wow. egg poppers in other, like, Vietnamese restaurants. And so that's, like, really unique to them. Um, really great spot. And then venison um, pho. It's in various locations. There's one south of Seattle in Kent. There's one in Kirkland. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a Seattle location. Also really great like fuss spot. It's my sister's favorite fuss spot. She's um, stationed in San Antonio. And when she went with my parents, they were closed on Sunday. She literally shed a tear. I was like, okay, calm down. No, that is the worst though. When like you're anticipating something and you're planning on something and then it's closed. It's like Chick-fil-A on Sundays. Tell her to look on gold, gold belly. Maybe it's available for delivery. Gold belly. What's gold belly? It's oh, you like, need to look it up. Yeah. It's like, Ooh. you can have like, you know, you, you watch like food networks, food network, like huge shows and like, Oh my gosh, their hamburger their this sandwich is so popular there and you can have it delivered. And my friend for my, for my 30th birthday this year, she sent me macaroons, like refrigerated macaroons from it's originally in Paris, but it's, uh, there's a place in New York. And, um, that was my first interaction with them. That's incredible. And it, was, it showed up. They ch- showed up cool. Mm-hmm. The macaroons, macarons, whichever. Um, <laughs> so yeah, hopefully maybe that place is on there and she can, she can order it in San Antonio. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to let her know. Yeah. Shipping is insane, but it's, it is cool. And last but not least, but do you have a place, a number one spot just to stay clear from? A tourist huge trap. tourist desk, huge oh tourist gosh. trap. I'm trying to think like, I mean, I will say 
kind of the downtown area does get really busy. Oh my gosh. I have two. Okay. It's not like a track. It's people just get confused. The original Pike Place Market Starbucks is not the one across Pike Place. So many people think that's the main one. It's, oh. it's not. You need to go like inside the market. It's like near Poroshki Poroshki. It's near Beecher's Cheese. If it's your near Beecher's Cheese, like that area, then you're at the right Starbucks. So many people go to the one across Pike Place because there's a Starbucks at every corner. They're like, oh my God, the original. And I'm like, that's, that's not, it. not it. Oh my gosh, that's, that's a good tip. It. Um, second tip, if you are wanting to see the University of Washington, um, college, that college is beautiful. I went there, I'm biased. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful campus, especially in the springtime when like cherry blossoms are blooming. Lots of tourists take the light rail station. So the light link you can take from the airport all the way up to the University of Washington. So you, it stops by Capitol Hill. It stops by downtown Seattle. You, if you're like trying to decide like whether or not to like rent a car, but you're trying to like get around the city, I actually just mm-hmm. recommend like taking the light rail. Um, it's not to the extent of a subway like New York, but it's very convenient to get from the airport all the way like up north to downtown Seattle and Capitol Hill and UW. One mistake so many tourists make is they're trying to get to the University of Washington and they get off University Street Station, which makes, cause oh, you're like, man. oh, university, university. Yeah. And then they get up they emerge and they're like, wait, this is like not the campus. And I think they're in the process of renaming it. A lot of people just make that mistake. So if you're trying to go to UW, it's actually University of Washington Station. Don't get off University Street. You're still in the city. Um, And so, yeah, I just know that's like a big mix up for people. Yeah. Good tip. Good tip. Very good. And um, how much does it cost to get on the light rail? It's really inexpensive. Okay. $6. $6. You, I, they might have raised prices. It, it's really, it's like the most cost-effective way if you're going from like the airport into the city. It's just like, and I mean, it stops along the way, right? There's not like an express one, but like, it's just so convenient. Um, a lot of people like, especially if you're going to like a Husky football game, so you're going to go to UW, lots of people will just take the light roll and it's just like the easiest way to get in and out of um yeah the college, the unit, the, the districts, the university district. So got it. Great cool. to know. Yeah. And before we wrap, what is your number one travel tip in general to share with our listeners? My gosh, my travel tip is just wear comfortable shoes and travel with a tote bag. Those are like mm-hmm. my two things. I'm just like, if you're like doing a content trip, which I tend to do a lot, you know what, like throw your cute pair of shoes inside your tote bag, just wear the comfortable sneakers, Mm -hmm. way easier to get around, then switch your shoes. Um, Depending on where you're at in Seattle, it's pretty hilly. Like downtown's really hilly. Like I think a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, like I'm walking up a hill now. And I'm like, yes, it's like a very hilly city (laughs) or in in, in certain sections. Um, But yeah, you'll just be very comfortable. If you're coming in the rainy season, I do recommend like you don't have to wear like the giant rain boots if you're coming into the city, but like even just like the shorter um, rain boots, just, I mean, you'll yeah. just be happier if your feet are dry. Um, so yeah, that's my travel tips. Got it. And where can our listeners find you on social media? All right. So you can find me um, at Emma's Edition on Instagram, on TikTok. Um, I share 
places to visit in Seattle, Instagram worthy spots as well. Um, and you can also find me at the content creatives podcast, more available on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And primarily we talk about content creation, influencer tips, working with brands, making money as an influencer. So yeah, you can find me in those two spots. Well, Emma, thank you so much for coming on today. Katie and I will definitely be visiting soon. And that is a wrap on Seattle, Washington. If you want more of Seattle, let us know who we should interview next. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you found any value in this episode, please share that with your uh, general practitioner when you go get your physical. Please share it with your mom. I don't think we've asked you to share it with your mom. Last week, we asked you to share it with your dad. And just like go ahead and put it posted on the Slack channel at work. General. I I triple dog dare you to post it in the in the Slack channel. I don't care if it's only about, you know, company wins. This is a this is a win. (laughs) This is a this is a general win. Um, okay, and then uh we'll see you next week. Sayonara. Sayonara.